What's up, beautiful people? It's your girl, Brittany Ball of the Be Chic Podcast. And on this podcast, we talk about the healthy intersection between your money, career, passion, and purpose. On this week's episode, we're doing another book review. Thanks to my Audible subscription, I have been reading a lot more books intentionally. And it's not this long list of books, but I have been going through some really great reads that have been helping me personally and professionally that I wanted to share on the podcast. So as promised a few weeks ago, today we will be talking about Building a Second Brain by Tiago Forte. I found so much value in this book and in the general topic that he talks about personal knowledge management and how I can use some of his theories and concepts in my own life to be a little bit more productive. And so I had to share with you wonderful people what I learned, how I'm applying it to my life and how you possibly can as well. So let's get into it. So I want to start off talking about the concept of personal knowledge management and how it has evolved over the years. Just a high level review though, because I did not dive too deep into this aspect and Tiago doesn't go too far into it in his book either, but it does lay the foundation. So personal knowledge management is just that. Any knowledge, any pieces of information that you have for your personal life, whether it's literally within your personal life or professional life, how you keep up with all of that information, especially in the digital world that we live in, we are purposely and inadvertently taking in a lot of knowledge, but what is actually sticking? That's where personal knowledge management comes into place. And you might be thinking, I don't have this sophisticated system, so this doesn't really apply to me, but it very much so does. If you have a notes app with notes in it, that right there is your own personal knowledge management system. If you have, like me, your Chrome tab on your phone filled with multiple tabs of articles and websites and just little snippets of information that you don't want to forget about, that's a form of poor personal knowledge management. And I do plan on organizing that more. But this concept has evolved over the years because many of the institutions and organizations that study different personal knowledge management systems kept it very high level at an organization level and how companies organize their information and also how scholars and people who are in the um, educational field organize their knowledge. But this does extend into the personal realm. And because we are at a place with technology that we are trying to keep organized, all the information that comes in, keep what's important, discard what is not. It is very hard to keep up with everything without having an intentional system. And so I really love this concept because I love to keep things organized. I like to be very resourceful with information at my disposal, but also my own information. And so I became very invested in this idea when I stumbled upon an article interviewing Tiago Forte. So just learning about this concept changed my whole thought process completely when it came to how I manage my knowledge. I started to view it more valuable and as an asset that can help me in my life in all facets. Like I said, with managing simply your digital world, it's super helpful when you have a ton of emails, a ton of notes, just coming in 
and having no place to go. So simply learning about this before I read his book, I started to be more conscious about the notes I took using keywords, easily searched them, and was just more intentional and aware of things that I took notes on. Something that I take notes for regularly are sermons that I listen to on Sunday. Although it might be great to write down everything that the preacher says, it's best to write down the things that really resonate with you the most because those are the points that are going to stick with you the longest. So with that alone, I saw the value in this system. I also saw the value in this system when I realized that not letting new ideas and concepts fall to the wayside or even worse, stay trapped in my brain and I made the assumption that I would remember that information when it was time to come back to it. Just as quickly as a novel idea comes to my mind, it leaves my mind as well. So I started to actually capture more ideas that I had, whether I knew it was going to pan out or not, because you don't know the future. And so this helped me realize that everything is a potential good nugget. And the least I can do is write it down, come back to it in about a week or so, see if I still resonate with that and then decide to discard or use it in a particular way, which we'll talk about a little bit and how Tiago Forte derived his system. So um, with just how I started to view that, I started to feel light. I started to feel a little bit more free in how I embrace new ideas, how I embrace new concepts that I came across in the external world as well, because I knew that I had a system to capture something and not forget it. This allowed me to be a little bit more creative and a little bit more... Uh, less bogged down, surprisingly. And lastly, it opened my eyes to using technology as an automation buddy. (laughs) I consider it an automation buddy because there's many things that I can offload or outsource to my technology, to my systems, my apps and things like that to better run my own personal life and part of my professional life that is within my control because I'm more effectively using my technology, not only to manage my own knowledge, but to manage parts of my life that I should not have to continue to waste brain power on keeping track of. So now that we've gotten the basic concept of personal knowledge management out of the way, let's get into the actual book. So Tiago Forte came up with this concept of a second brain throughout his life, throughout his own experiences, as he started to better take notes about things happening in his life with his body physically. And then through his work, he was able to come up with this system through his own experience. Now, the concept of a personal knowledge management system is not new and it is not from Tiago, but he did build upon it for working professionals who wanted to better organize their digital life and just in general be able to organize different facets of their life in a coherent way that could be easily searchable, taggable, and reiterated depending on what phase of life you're in, what projects you're working on, whatever it may be. It was a modular system that he came up with over time. And so 
Um, he actually created like a blog off of this. He even created a group coaching program off of this, teaching people how to use this system in their own life. And he has worked with amazing high level um, executives and companies. One of the main companies that he boasts about working with in his book is Toyota, which was a dream company to work with for him, apparently. And he also worked with the founder of the bullet journal method. I forgot his full name, but I think his last name is Ryder. I will uh, find that out before putting the show notes together so I can put that in there for you. And I actually subscribe to the bullet journal newsletter because I use that system for a short bit when in college. So that's how I discovered Tiago Forte. I looked at his blog, I read a couple of his articles, and the ideas just weren't clicking for me because they were segmented. They were different parts of his system that I was learning about, but not the full system. And so through the book, without having to pay the thousands of dollars to learn the system in his program, I was able to get the lay of the land and me just being an organized person that I am. I think I am perfectly fine with just moving forward with the concepts I learned from the book versus feeling like I have to go into some kind of formal online education program to learn how to use it more effectively. So the first concept that I was able to truly like get a grasp of and understand is that uh, the way you use this system is to serve as a consistent process and organization across all your tools so it is not a specific way of organizing your life with one particular tool especially since technology evolves so much every year we want to have some type of system that can easily be implemented in all different kinds of tools and when you think about it we do have different types of organization tools within our life that we use simultaneously such as note-taking apps project management apps, file storage, and of course, you know, it goes on and on. So this simple system applies to all the tools that you use. And obviously, not just your personal life, but your professional life as well. In the areas of your work that you have complete control over, you can use this as well. Obviously, there's going to be the systems within your company that you still have to work within. But for your personal Uh, projects or for the things that you totally manage you can use this system and so he starts off with explaining the concept of para para is how you organize your folders everywhere you have folders everywhere you have content that you want to keep and organize you or organize it in this hierarchy para stands for projects areas resources and archives and they are in that hierarchy of actionability projects are things that you are currently working on areas are not as actionable but just as important things that you want to keep a grasp on resources are just that resources think of those as like articles that you just want to keep in your back pocket but they don't really apply to a current project and the last one obviously archive is where you put things that are totally dormant but you want to have a reference for them later. I pretty much got this concept right away, but I didn't know how it integrated with everything else. Just keep in mind, this is how you organize your folders. This helps you from having folders on folders and folders. I used to be like that. I would be like five folders deep because I wanted my things to be super organized. But for ease of use 
and future use because you don't know exactly what you might need something for in the future because you can take old information and use it over and over in different scenarios. Having a folder system that falls into this that only goes about two or three layers deep is perfect. And then when it comes to actually capturing information, any knowledge that you gather that goes into those folders, he talks about the concept of code. And code stands for capture, organize, distill, and express. So this is essentially how you analyze the notes that you bring in and make them work for you in the future. He goes into a very long explanation about how to use code, but I'll try to keep it brief. Capture, obviously, is how you get any of your notes into the programs that you use. For me, I'll type it into my notes app on my phone or I'll go into Notion into an applicable folder and just start writing some notes or grab an article from the Internet, copy that link into a new note and take some additional notes. Organize is how you actually determine what folder it goes into, whether it's a project, a resource, an area or the archive. If it's something you're initially capturing a note for, it's probably not going into the archive, but you get the gist. Distill is my favorite step because this is the point in which you determine what's most important from the notes you've taken. Even after being selective about the notes that you take, you still have to go back and figure out what are the key points here. And you'll highlight, underline, or italicize those pieces so when you come back, you're able to quickly remember what you are writing about without having to read the entire note over again. I love this because I have so many notes that I read from top to bottom and I'm still a bit confused. But with having this concept of progressive summarization, you're able to quickly get the essence, as Tiago calls it, of the work because you have done the extra highlighting, underlining and whatever else to capture the most important parts. And then the last one is express. This uh, part of code is how you are able to reiterate something in a different format, whether you're doing a presentation and you want to reference an article or you're literally doing a new project from scratch and it is going into an online asset and you are pulling from knowledge that you've gained from something that you've properly distilled. All of that is the act of expression. And so that's pretty much the entire concept summarized. What I also loved about some of the breakdowns within these different steps is how he talks about using intermediate packets to break down projects. And this is just a way of thinking about working on projects when you don't have multiple hours to sit down and work on something. It gives you the opportunity to get to your next milestone or find the next benchmark in your project with still making progress but not spending a lot of time. By using this very detailed system and applying it to your current work as well, so every time you get to a stopping point, you take notes about where you left off, what you still have to work on. That helps you pick it back up days later, weeks later, months later without losing a beat. And I really appreciated that because I find myself working like that in my job a lot of the time, having to squeeze in just a few minutes on a longer term project, but making the most of those minutes. Also, you don't have to overhaul your entire system of how you currently take notes and feel like you have to go all the way back to high school 
to organize those notes that you've taken over the years. Start where you are now and only do this for things that you are capturing for current projects. As things come up and you have to go back and reference those old notes, then you apply these new concepts like distilling your content and highlighting and filing it into a new folder only when they become useful or needed. As long as you have your notes in a digital format in which you can search, there's never a problem to going back and getting them when you need it. And then lastly, I like the way that he talked about the two parts of your project and how you should make sure that you're always going from one part to the next so that you're not stuck in a aspect that's not actually moving your project forward. And that is divergence and convergence. Divergence applies to the C and O of code, which is capture and organize. And convergence applies to the D and E, distill and express. If you find yourself capturing and organizing content, that's great for the start of a project. But you don't want to get stuck in that spot when you actually need to get some work done. When it comes time to actually doing the work, you need to be distilling and expressing. This is when you create a new creation from your knowledge. This is when you get a chance to really flourish. But if you find yourself not in this space, recognize what you're doing, take a step back and get yourself back on track. That concept alone reminded me of how I need to be approaching my projects and not always be stuck in the research phase and considering that forward movement. So I know that was a lot there, but I really wanted to get the concepts of building a second brain and just having a second brain in general out there so that when I refer to it or when I refer to personal knowledge management, you know what I'm referring to because I definitely see this as a new way of thinking, let alone actually organizing my life and organizing my projects. Speaking of, since I've been reading this book and honestly, since I started learning more about the concepts last year, I started to dabble in incorporating this into my life. So some of the project folders that I started to apply the code method to include my TikTok marketing that I've talked about extensively on this podcast in the last couple months, real estate additionally, my 12-week year goals. I use the code method to uh, review and distill all of my notes that I've taken from the 12-week year book, but also how I go about all of my daily executions and reviewing my goals. I kind of look at it through the lens of my personal knowledge management system. And then just overall organization. I've now organized my laptops folders, my Notion dashboard, and some of my iCloud storage in this manner. I'm still working on organizing my notes apps and um, my Google Drive storage to match the para format but once I get there I know that I'll be set now again I'm not going back to super old notes and putting them all into these neat little folders I'm literally taking anything that's a current project and dumping that folder into my projects folder so for example 
everything related to this podcast is in a projects folder on all of my platforms. So within Notion, within my Google Drive, within my iCloud, because (laughs) I don't know how to just use one system. Um, All of those areas have a folder for my podcast and other current projects and everything else is considered an area resource or archive in my mind they're all like an archive of sorts so most things just go to archive and then something that I work on regularly but isn't a current project might get tossed into areas and then moving forward I'll use all four of the areas based on the actionability as I mentioned earlier so I love being able to use this and then in my life at work I'm not using the code method so much yet but I am starting to think more from this perspective when I take notes um I'm not using the para folders either I just don't see how it'll work with all of the other organization structures that I have to follow so for now I use the code method just a little bit in my notes that I take after meetings and my weekly to-do list for work. I hope to incorporate it more because I know it'll make me even more efficient and I'll be able to work a little bit faster because I'm already kind of a slower worker because I try to put a lot of attention towards detail, but I end up spending too much time on some things. So I'm hoping using this system will allow me to be a little bit quicker while still being efficient because I can easily move in and out of notes, bios, and all that great stuff. I really wanted to share this today on the podcast because I feel like it can help others in their journey to be more effective at work, to really prove their value and show others your resourcefulness, your ability to Uh, Go back to notes from meetings and show that you captured effective notes um, to show like your actionability on things that you've been working on. I think this just levels up any professional's career who is able to effectively incorporate this because we live in such a tech driven world, which in part also makes us very busy and very inundated employees as well there are a plethora of resources online but we also have to worry about internal things within our company that we have to juggle our own projects now there's this extra layer of online and hybrid work of having to working synchronously and asynchronously with people so essentially having to respond to slack teams and skype messages at all kinds of hours or even if you're not answering them at the crazy hours you're having to distill all of that communication to the times that you are online working on top of as well keeping things updated in the project management software that your company is using and juggling that with all the emails and calendar invites as well All of that can become very daunting and very hard to manage. And I think a lot of people do a very poor job at keeping up with it all. But with a very solid sound system like this, you can be one of the most effective people in your company. And you will always have your praises sung by others because 
you are the most resourceful you are the most on top of everything out of everyone that they know because you're properly using a system like this to manage all of the stimuli that are coming in from different aspects of your job your personal life and just having to synthesize it all and still do good work so I really wanted to share this concept because I can see it as a huge help for us across the board and you know I'm looking out for you and I want you to have the best career possible because that helps fund your passion and your purposes when done right So I know that was a lot there, but I really wanted to get the concepts of building a second brain and just having a second brain in general out there so that when I refer to it or when I refer to personal knowledge management, you know what I'm referring to because I definitely see this as a new way of thinking, let alone actually organizing my life and organizing my projects. Speaking of, since I've been reading this book And honestly, since I started learning more about the concepts last year, I started to dabble in incorporating this into my life. So some of the project folders that I started to apply the code method to include my TikTok marketing that I've talked about extensively on this podcast in the last couple months, real estate additionally, my 12 week year goals, I use the code method to uh, review and distill all of my notes that I've taken from the 12 week year book, but also how I go about all of my daily executions and reviewing my goals. I kind of look at it through the lens of my personal knowledge management system. And then just overall organization. I've now organized my laptops folders, my Notion dashboard, and some of my iCloud storage in this manner. I'm still working on organizing my notes apps and um, my Google Drive storage to match the para format but once I get there I know that I'll be set now again I'm not going back to super old notes and putting them all into these neat little folders I'm literally taking anything that's a current project and dumping that folder into my projects folder so for example everything related to this podcast is in a projects folder on all of my platforms. So within Notion, within my Google Drive, within my iCloud, because (laughs) I don't know how to just use one system. Um, All of those areas have a folder for my podcast and other current projects. And everything else is considered an area, resource, or archive. In my mind, they're all like an archive of sorts. So most things just go to archive. And then Something that I work on regularly but isn't a current project might get tossed into areas. And then moving forward, I'll use all four of the areas based on the actionability, as I mentioned earlier. So I love being able to use this. And then in my life at work, I'm not using the code method so much yet, but I am starting to think more from this perspective when I take notes Um, I'm not using the para folders either. I just don't see how it'll work with all of the other organization structures that I have to follow. So for now, I use the code method just a little bit in my notes that I take after meetings and my weekly to-do list for work. 
I hope to incorporate it more because I know it'll make me even more efficient and I'll be able to work a little bit faster because I'm already kind of a slower worker because I try to put a lot of attention towards detail, but I end up spending too much time on some things. So I'm hoping using this system will allow me to be a little bit quicker while still being efficient because I can easily move in and out of notes, files, and all that great stuff. I really wanted to share this today on the podcast because I feel like it can help others in their journey to be more effective at work, to really prove their value and show others your resourcefulness, your ability to uh, go back to notes from meetings and show that you captured effective notes um, to show like your action ability on things that you've been working on. I think this just levels up any professional's career who is able to effectively incorporate this because we live in such a tech-driven world, which in part also makes us very busy and very inundated employees as well. There are a plethora of resources online, but we also have to worry about internal things within our company that we have to juggle our own projects Now there's this extra layer of online and hybrid work of having to working synchronously and asynchronously with people. So essentially having to respond to Slack teams and Skype messages at all kinds of hours, or even if you're not answering them at the crazy hours, you're having to distill all of that communication to the times that you are online working on top of as well keeping things updated in the project management software that your company is using and juggling that with all the emails and calendar invites as well all of that can become very daunting and very hard to manage and i think a lot of people do a very poor job at keeping up with it all but with a very solid sound system like this you can be one of the most effective people in your company and you will always have your praises sung by others because you are the most resourceful you are the most on top of everything out of everyone that they know because you're properly using a system like this to manage all of the stimuli that are coming in from different aspects of your job your personal life and just having to synthesize it all and still do good work. So I really wanted to share this concept because I can see it as a huge help for us across the board. And you know I'm looking out for you and I want you to have the best career possible because that helps fund your passion and your purposes when done right. So I did want to end this podcast episode. If you have not gathered you know all of these benefits already with a list of just things that I think are great possibilities for my own implementation of this system but for you as well if you decide to even just change your mindset and how you view your notes apps and your file storages to be a little bit more flexible yet structured so that you can operate more effectively and reiterate some things that you've done in the past in the future to save yourself some time and some brain power. Um, Like I said before, the name of the book is Build a Second Brain. 
I will have that linked in the show notes for you to get your own copy. Definitely check it out. And if you're not interested in getting the book and spending any money, there is a blog. I found it a little bit hard to read. Um, He writes very, uh, I don't know how to explain it, but he writes differently than what I'm used to. And so I could tell that he definitely had like external support and um, criticism in a good way to write his book in a certain format that it was more accessible. So I really got value out of it. But let's talk about some of the great possibilities that I touched on already. So obviously, you're going to stand out above the rest amongst your coworkers within your company as someone who's super resourceful and analytical, but also just has their stuff together, despite being in this very inundating digital world. But on top of that, your mind will just be more open and flowing with creativity and just so many other possibilities of what you could be doing without being bogged down with trying to keep up with everything that you're being bombarded with. Your organic brain is meant to be creative. It's meant to explore and come up with new ideas all the time. But when we're constantly worried about administrative things in our professional and personal life, it becomes hard to do that on a regular basis. So by using a second brain, you're able to save time and locating information, capturing information, and just being innovative and analytical as well because you've done most of the hard work in the past and your present self is able to take everything you've done to the next level. And then also just having this well-organized bank of knowledge of what seems like unrelated topics will help you navigate every phase in life. We never know what the future has in store and how we can leverage things that we've worked on and done in the past for our present and future self. So having this organized bank of knowledge can help you pull some pieces together to make a new puzzle, not the same puzzle over and over again, but to come up with new innovative ideas because you're able to find the common thread, the common theme amongst all these different things in order to reiterate something new and bring some new value to the world. We are no longer in a world of um, just assembly line work. We are no longer in the agricultural era, uh, the industrial era. We are in the knowledge worker era. And in order to be cutting edge, you have to be able to synthesize so much information that you receive, so many inputs that you get every day and output something new, innovative and creative. And by having a solid system like this, you are a leg up of everyone else and you're on the right path to that next big thing of yours. But in order to get there, you have to have a system that supports you and it can be flexible. It can be easy. You don't have to use every aspect of what you learn from other people, but you are using what works for you. And so it's very clear that this is just a way to use our technology better. Our technology is great when it comes to entertainment and when it comes to making things a bit easier. But when you truly tap into optimizing it for your life, it opens up possibilities. It allows you to truly leverage it for what it can do for you. This isn't, you know, us replacing ourselves with AI 
or um, any other type of technology assistance. This is us optimizing what we can do as humans, what can't be replaced by technology, by leveraging it and maximizing it to its potential. It just allows you to enjoy the freedom in knowing that all of your valuable ideas and all of your analytical skills can be leveraged to the max. So I really hope that that hits home for you and allows you to see the great possibilities of building a second brain. But you just have to get that foundation set and be consistent with using it as much as you can. It is not an exact science. It's what works best for you. But I'm sure once you get it down, you will see how transformative it is. So that's all we have on the podcast for this week. I'll talk to you again next week. But in the meantime, keep it chic.